welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello, it's Lindsay Wilson here. I'm the Client Care Coordinator with Matthews & Associates, and I just want to welcome you to your Retirement Planning Simplified with Joe Curry, the advisor at Matthews & Associates, owner and advisor, and my colleague. And we're a financial planning firm with a focus on retirement planning. And Joe and I were talking, we thought today it might be worthwhile. We get a lot of questions surrounding Canada Pension Plan and old age security timing. And again, it's one of those things, there's some nuances and, and you know, we are aware that some people know or have a sense, and then maybe some people don't. And it's worthwhile examining or taking a deep dive about Canada Pension Plan and old age security. So, Joe, I think what I'd like to start with is just basically defining the difference between the two and how you might calculate them. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, this is definitely something that comes up a lot. And this is one of those things that people generally make these decisions. And I'm, I'm, sidestepping the question a bit for a second, but sure, I want to emphasize this because this is one of those things that it seems like so many people make the decision on when they're going to take specifically Canada pension plan based on what their brother-in-law told them or their coworker or, you know, some kind of person who's not probably qualified to give that advice. So I think it is an important topic, but just in general, you know, what, what are they and, and uh, how are they calculated? So Canada pension plan or CPP, uh, this is something that you know most people see this as a deduction on their paycheck, so they contribute to it between uh, age 18 and 65, or even up to 70 now if you're still working. And also the the employer that matches that contribution. And when you do get the benefit, it's going to be based on the amount you contributed and the, the number of years you contributed. So totally based on you putting money into the program. Whereas old age security is paid based on basically residency in Canada. So it is calculated based on the the number of years you lived in Canada between age 18 and age 65. And so if you live 40 years in Canada during that time, then you'll get the full old age security benefit. Uh, If you work, say 20 or sorry, lived here, say 20 years, you'll get half the benefit. So it's kind of a a prorated system. But in order to to receive it during that time period, 18 to 65, you would have to be here at least 10 years. So that's kind of to give you an idea of the the difference. So again, that's not based on any kind of work that you've done or contributions you made. That's based on just living in Canada during that time. It it would be a benefit that you get as a, as a citizen of of Canada or yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I guess uh, one of my questions would be, you know, when do you start these income streams? Like, when does it make sense to do so? Sure. So, I mean, you can start Canada Pension Plan as early as age 60 and as late as age 70. Old age security, you can start as early as age 65 and as late as age 70. Now, there are some, some things you need to know base your calculation or your decision on, which is, well, what's the, you know, 
what's the penalty for taking it early or what's the, uh, the bonus, I guess you could call it, or the enhancement for taking it late. And so with old age security, again, you can't take it early. It's just, it starts at age 65. That is the earliest, but every month you delay is a 0.6% increase to that benefit. Every year is 7.2%. So, you know, if you delay all the way for the full five years, that's a 36% increase in the monthly income that you're receiving. So pretty significant benefit. Now, Canada Pension Plan, you can take, like I said, early. So you can take it before age 65. So if you take it at age 60, there's going to be a penalty. So or actually any month before age 65, there's a penalty. And so the way that's calculated is the penalty is 0.6% or on a monthly basis or 7.2% annually, or again, 36% penalty by taking that if you go all the way to age 60. So there's pretty substantial reduction in the income by taking it early. Obviously, you get the income starting earlier, so that's a, a bonus. Now, if you delay your CPP, the government is actually trying to they're trying to encourage that. So the bonus on delaying CPP is a little bit higher than the penalty on taking it early. And so the way that that works out is it's a 0.7% or 8.4% increase in the benefit if you look at it uh, annually. And again, if you go all the way to age 70, it works out to about a 42% increase in the benefit by weight, like laying as far as you can. Right. Just because I, uh, I'm i new to this as well, in, do you ever take OAS at a different time than CPP? Is that what I'm understanding? Like you could opt to take CPP early and OAS a little bit later, or, or do you have to take them at the same time? Uh, yeah, you don't have to. They're not, they're not in any way tied together. So of course, if you take CPP before 65, OAS is not even an option, but it doesn't, it does not matter when you take one or the other. Then, you know, sometimes you might be strategic about taking one early and delaying one. So yeah. But actually, that actually it kind of leads me to my next question, which was when should you think about delaying CPP or OAS? Should you ever think about delaying? And and how do you kind of arrive at that decision? Yeah, well, so Financial Planning Canada, FP Canada, and the National Institute for Aging have recently done a study on delaying, I guess, the impact of delaying your CPP and and OAS. And basically, almost every time you should delay if we're just trying to maximize financially. So the, the difference between taking your CPP at age 60 versus delaying to age 70 is actually 122% uh, difference in the monthly benefit. So in other words, if you were going to get $1,000 a month at age 60, if you waited to age 70, that would be $2,220 per month. And the other great thing about this income is it's inflation adjusted. So, right, we've talked a lot about inflation, the risk of inflation in previous episodes, but, and especially, you know, this is a big thing right now, inflation, again, between seven and 8% right now. So, this is an inflation adjusted benefit that's going to help keep up, you know, your your income with your cost of living over time. So as far as uh, the research goes, the, there's almost, you know, if we were doing a rule of thumb, the the answer would be just delay, delay both of them. Right. Right. And just to note that the article with highlights from Financial Planning Canada and the National Institute for Aging with the research around delaying CPP and OAS is will be in the show notes for anybody who's interested in reading further. Absolutely. Yeah. So it leads me to, to wonder, so benefits definitely to delay. Would you ever, or when should you take CPP early? What would be some of the instances where you might think about doing that? Sure. So there are times you might take it early. 
And uh, maybe just, uh, and it's in the research that you just mentioned, we'll put in the show notes, but I thought it might be just worth putting in there. I think the stats are only 1% of Canadians actually delay their CPP to age 70. So despite it being the you know, most optimal strategy, it is definitely the least used strategy, which kind of goes back to my my point about, you know, where are people getting advice or how they're making that decision. Mm-hmm. But that said, you know, the, your, your question also is val- valid because there are times where it makes sense to take it early. And so one of those times would actually be if you retire, stop contributing to CPP at age 55 or earlier. Now, the reason for that is, the way that CPP is calculated, I'm, earlier I mentioned, you know, it's the number of years you've contributed. So basically what they let you do is they let you drop out your worst eight years from the uh, from the calculation. So to age uh, 65, they will drop out, I think I'm doing them a math, right? It's 47 years from age 18 to age 65, and they let you drop out eight. So that means that they're looking at your best 39 years, the remaining best 39 years. But if you take CPP at age 60, they will only look at your best 35 years. So there's less years there in the calculation, which means that if you've stopped contributing at age 55, but you don't take it till age 65, well, that's a that's 10 years right there where you haven't contributed. You can only throw out eight. So you're guaranteeing you're not going to get the max benefit if you wait to age 65, if you stop contributing to age 55. Right. So in that scenario, it might make sense. It probably makes sense to, uh, to try to maximize your benefit by taking it at age 60. Now, someone else who might maybe is still working, but not contributing from age 55 on might be a a business owner who's paying themselves dividends and avoiding the uh, CPP contribution. So that would be another example, but against the same reason, it's just based on the number of years in included in the calculation. So early retirement would be one. Another one is if you just, if you need the money. So, you know, if for whatever reason, you know, maybe you're out of work unexpectedly, or you just, for whatever reasons, haven't been able to plan to save enough to support the lifestyle that you want and, and you need the money. I mean, at the end of the day, you need to eat, you need to pay your bills. So if you if you really need the income, that would be a time you might want to take it. And I guess the other one is if there's any reason to expect a shortened life expectancy. So, you know, if there's health issues, something like that, that, you know, make it reasonable to expect life expectancy to be shorter since you may not be collecting the benefit as long, it may make sense to start taking that income earlier. So you're actually, you know, you get it because, you know, a disadvantage of taking at age 70 would be if you were to pass away at age 70, you never took any of the benefit. Right. So, but again, and that is kind of the way most people look at this. And in my experience from talking to people have taken it at age 60 is they said, you know, I've been paying the government forever and I could die tomorrow. So I just want to make sure I get something back from them. That's kind of, <laughs> that's, that's what I usually get. But at the end of the day, we want to try to not look at, you know, what's best for me this moment and think of the bigger picture. And for most people, they're not going to, you know, pass away at age 70. And again, we've talked a lot, a lot about longevity risk. People are going to live longer and longer. And most people are going to live longer than they think they are. And really what we're solving for here is how do we make sure you don't run out of money in retirement so that you can maintain your dignity and independence. And at the end of the day, that's what people generally really want, but it's just uh, sometimes it's hard to have that delayed gratification, I guess you could say. 
Absolutely. With a benefit, let's take old age security, for instance. Let's say you know you have other income. I'm wondering in terms of clawbacks and how that works with old age security, how other income might affect your ability to, to get this benefit. Yeah, that's a good question too. So a lot of people talk about the old age security clawback. I think the government officially calls it recovery tax. So at the end of the day, the old age security isn't guaranteed in the sense that even if you've lived here for 40 years between age 18 and 65, if your income is over a certain threshold, I believe now if you're to get no old age security at all, have it fully clawed back, you'd be making over $133,000 a year. And it will start to get clawed back at around $81,000. So if your income is $81,000 or under, including the old age security, you don't have to worry about a clawback. But where some people I find run into the the potential of a, a, a clawback that they don't necessarily need or won't always have is when they've chosen to continue to work past age 65. So maybe when they're fully retired, they're not going to have to worry about the old age security clawback. But while they're still working, they might be making over that $81,000 a year. And, you know, I've seen clients who have done this and they've, you know, they've I've actually gone back and, and canceled it and and delayed it and, and take it after they stop working. But but basically, yeah. So they're working. They don't actually really need that old age security income, but they just you know just apply because you, you think you're entitled to it. Then you realize you don't actually get to keep it. So in that scenario, aside from the financial benefits of delaying and getting that bonus, it, it just makes sense to not take the income because you, you can't get it anyway. So you might as well not take it till age seventy or at least until you're done working. So that way, while you're not taking it, that you're going to be getting that monthly increase in in the overall benefit. And then once you do retire and you don't have any earned income or business income coming in anymore, you know, that older security kicks in and and supplements some of that, what was your earned income? So does that answer that question, Lindsay? It does. I think so. And uh, again, we can, we can include some information in the footnotes um, about old age security and, and CPP for anybody who's interested in, in looking at it in even, even greater detail. I think I uh, wanted to say thanks to everybody. I, is there anything else that you wanted to add, Joe? Any any other details about OAS or CPP that you feel we haven't covered? Well, I'd say just kind of where I started this off with is it's not really a decision that should be made on a conversation with friends or just your feeling on it. There is, like I said, 122% difference in the benefit of taking CPP between age 60 and age 70. So it's a topic that's a you know, at least worth digging into a little bit deeper on your own or talking to someone who has experience working with retirees and, and helping people determine the optimal time to take older security and CPP. Because, I mean, this is a, a benefit you're going to have for the rest of your life. So you, you just want to make sure you make the right decision on that. Right. Excellent. Well, I, I would like to say thank you to everybody listening and that, you know, one of the one of the things you could do if you're interested or you have other questions is you can reach out to us at info at matthewsandassociates.ca and we're happy to help and, and answer any of your questions. And the other thing is, if you're in retirement or you know somebody close to retirement, especially, send them the episode, get them to subscribe. And, and then we're always happy to have your feedback, any topics or questions that you have that you'd love for us to cover, please let us know, please reach out. And of course, all of the information will be in the in all of the information about OAS and CPP will be in the show notes for you. And just a huge thank you for 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 listening. Thanks, Lindsay. And just so everyone knows, show notes are available at matthewsandassociates.ca. You can click on the insights tab. All right. Thanks for joining. Thank you. 
Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.